Welcome back to Round Guy Radio, and we are here today with uh, Tammy and Carrie, and they are uh, part of the steering committee that is trying to bring some child care to Richland, Iowa. I'll start with you, Carrie. Tell me what you're doing here today, who you're representing. The steering committee, which is basically the pre-board for um, establishing and designing a daycare for the Richland, Iowa area. Okay, and Tammy, what is your role here today? Um, I am the Early Childhood Iowa Director, and I cover Keokuk County in that role. And so I am here to provide technical assistance um, to the steering committee as they move forward with their child care project. Well, I've been talking to the mayor, and he's been giving me, he's pretty enthusiastic about trying to provide some child care to the Richland area, which is essentially very needed. We had a survey that was done. Let's talk about that survey. Did the survey suggest that we did need some child care? Absolutely. Okay, and it does seem like an essential part of what's going on, and not just Richland, but every every city in Iowa seems to be grappling with this, and, uh, you know, the children are the future of our community, and I, I believe that this community has a tremendous respect for children and education of children and uh, the well-being of children. So, uh, what what brought Carrie? What what brought this uh, group to your attention? What, why did you want to help provide some child care for Richland? The local daycare at Pekin, the community, um, is at capacity with a waiting list, and at this time, they're not economically feasible to continue to build. Plus, they're almost 15 minutes away from us. Of course, with the bridge out, you're looking at a 20-minute commute just to get kids to the daycare there. And if, if, our, if our parents here in Richland work in Fairfield, Washington, Ottumwa, it's kind of a hardship for them to get to the Pekin Daycare to drop off their kids. And we would love to see a local daycare right here in Richland so that when our new housing starts to develop and we start um, taking care of these properties that we have, in Richland and start seeing young families come in, we can give them the opportunity to have local child care right here in our own community. So the, the Pekin uh, facil- uh, daycare facility that goes along with the school is at the school, and it is in a very inconvenient location, Absolutely. I guess would, you would say. Correct. And then with the construction, it's even more so. And so, it's at capacity. So yeah, you, and, and even if you do have a child there and you need to drop them off before you go to work, you probably have to leave for work an hour before you need to be there so you could drop the kid off and still get to That's work. That's correct. So. And they're only open during school days and when it's, when it's easy for them. The daycare in Richland, we plan to be open Mondays through Friday, regular days, regardless of snow, weather, school days, holidays, we'll be here and be available for the kids. Well, Tammy, let me ask you about the status of uh, daycare in Keokuk County. Okay, sure. Well, so Keokuk County is what's classified as a child care desert. Um, so there is three, anywhere from three to five kids for every child care slot that we have in Iowa County or in Keokuk County. Um, so that means that there aren't even enough slots to cover the kids that we already have here, let alone um, being able to have communities develop their growth and attract um, new additional families. That's one of the things that families look for when they look to move to a community is does that community have childcare to meet their needs? Um, and we right now have no childcare center in Keokuk County that meets the needs of children birth to age three. There are no center-based slots for that age group at all. And even the ones that that are at the right age to to get the services to where there are services, you can only service twenty to thirty percent of those students anyway. At minimum, 
at minimum. There's just, you know, we're fortunate that the school districts in Keokuk County um, are able to offer some preschool services for our three and four-year-olds. And um, what they're not able to offer is that full day experience. Um, so parents who work need a full day of care, whether it's preschool, whether it's aftercare, before care, they need that full day service um, to be able to go out and work and be part of the labor market. Well, I just saw the, the news this morning, and uh, we've had two back-to-back consecutive negative GDP growth quarters, which is the textbook definition of a recession, which means we've been in a recession for six months. And it also, you know, with the extremely high cost of gas and food, you know, uh, driving your kid to another town or to the, to the peak in school is a tremendous financial burden in and of itself. And it also, so something here in town, you know, would not only save them a lot of gas money, but it'd also get that family time a lot quicker. You know what I mean? We wouldn't be 40 minutes away from home, you know, before you can start supper and homework and getting things ready. Uh, So uh, I I, I think it's great. But now, as I talked to the mayor, he told me there's a, a tremendous federal, state, and local USDA can help. There's a lot of areas that can help. How, how can you two ladies help access all that government assistance? Tammy's a wealth of knowledge in that area and she steered us in some directions that have got us on the on the ground running with um, creating our 5013C. We've already filed with the Secretary of State and with the IRS so we are on the ground and already running and we are also um, heavily involved in getting some applications filled out for some foundation money, some grant money, and we do want the public to step up and and help us too. We're not going to shy away from people that are willing to to give us some generous donations because ultimately we're here for your future because I don't know if you've looked around, but the Richland area has some wonderful aging population that has a real giving spirit. And uh, our community has come together for a lot of things, and I'm really excited to see them come together. And this is not just a daycare for, for children. This is a community center that we want to reach out and, and uh, keep families growing and healthy and vibrant in our community. Yeah, it, it does seem like a tremendous opportunity for the area, and, the, and it's a very uh, uh, children-oriented community. It is. You know what I mean? That, that's the yeah. number I, I would, you know, when I talk to people about Iowa, they say, what do Iowa's care about? And I say, the kids are number one. Yeah. Always number one. And, and uh so this, this would be a good opportunity and it would really help the town grow and would help. Uh, 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 is there housing here available if a family, you know, was working in the area and says, wow, they got child care here and we could get into the... There is. And as, and as we grow as a community and with the, with the, with the local Richland Area Community Club, uh, they're constantly looking for ways to improve housing in the area. Uh, we'd like to see some of our older homes that are facing dilapidation get torn down and build new builds. And uh, if we can bring in some communities that some professional, some young professional people that are willing to build a new house and stay planted in our community for a few years, we'll give them some incentives to do so. We want to see our young people come in um, that are willing to contribute to our community and be a part of it. We don't just want to be a bedroom community to other places. We want to be a, a truly a family-centered community. Well, about 20 years ago, a little under 20 years ago, I moved to Richland because I had uh, a daughter that I wanted to get into a better school system, and I thought uh, I thought Pekin School was a good school for her to be into, and I thought the community was a good affordable community to live in that, that for a very small town, had a lot of amenities. It had a couple banks, it had a doctor's office, it had a dentist's office, it had, you know, 
It had a couple restaurants and things that you could go to, you know. So there was a lot here, and uh, the, the, at the time, the housing was a little was way more affordable than it is now. But uh, it, it's been a great community to raise your kids in, and I think it's within driving range of a lot of places where you could work. And I, I think probably the one thing that's maybe holding the town back is maybe not having the daycare. What? How, how much do you think the daycare would improve the town? Significantly. If you've looked at our local, like last week, for example, we just came off of a really successful community-wide um, vacation Bible school, and we just brought all the churches together and brought in the kids in the community from kindergarten, well, actually two- and three-year-olds clear up to, to fourth and fifth grade, and we probably had 50 to 60 kids each night. They loved it. They loved being together. The community came together. The parents came together. A uh, lot of good helpers. If you look at our local library, we have a tremendous director that loves kids. And her, her little story times are just packed out to the brim with kids. Kids love to be involved in our community. And when we have a daycare right here in the center, um, I look for it down the road. Um, my hope is to live long enough to see the daycare expand well enough that we could even consider bringing in a splash pad or some, some creative uh, playground equipment and really making it a place for kids to want to hang out. Well, you mentioned the splash pad, and that's something that uh, Wayland has, something that Wellman's putting together. I've talked to a lot of people about these splash pads, and they are a tremendous opportunity because they're very cheap. They're very low maintenance. Uh, and the kids, I think the water runs for like three minutes at a time, and then if they need more water, they can push a button and get more water. So there's no wasted water. You know, and uh, once you get the foundation in, it's a very low-maintenance situation, but it definitely improves the well, quality of life for an everybody Iowa, An Iowa slogan is, you build it, they'll come. So we really want to build a daycare, and I believe people will come and support it, and uh, I can see it being very successful in the years to come. So uh, along with the grants and the, the federal, state, and local money that would come in, that wouldn't prevent any public-private partnership? I absolutely welcome it because... This is corporation has been set up as a 501 3C. It's nonprofit. None of us are making any money. And then those of us on the board are volunteering our, our hours um, tirelessly to do what we need to do to, to make this a thriving community. Well, I know one of the steps that we had to take to do this was to fill out the survey to determine the, the need. And it looks like we were, we were there after the survey. Tell us about some of the steps that we're having to go through. To, to get the funding and uh, then what it's going to take to physically put a, a, a daycare center here. So most of the child care projects that Early Childhood Iowa in our communities have been involved with have kind of followed the trajectory of having that survey data as their baseline of knowing what the need is, uh, what type of need there is. So the survey looks at like, do people prefer to have their children in a center? Do their children prefer to have their children in a child care home? Do they need hours during the day? Do they need evening hours? What does that look like? So then communities are able to come up with innovative, creative solutions um, to the needs that parents have shared that they have. Um, kind of that second step and the, the steering committee and this backed by the city um, actually is working with First Children's Finance to develop the financial model for this child care center to operate in a professional business manner and to operate um, going down the road for many years to come. So that's kind of that second step. Um, the third step is looking at designing that facility to meet that business financial model so that they actually are developing a center that is gonna be sustainable financially in the future. Um, and then beginning the process to look at how they're going to fund that construction 
um, and furnishing that center. And that is ideal. All of my projects um, have been a public-private partnership that we've worked with. Um, so we've worked, they've worked with, the communities have worked with businesses. They've received, some of the communities have received federal funds. Some of the communities have received state grants. Um, some of them have received a, quite a bit of money, um, anywhere from half to 60% funds from private donations from businesses. Um, this is a need for businesses. This is not just a, a need of the parents anymore. This is something that employers need parents that have quality childcare available to them so that they can be in the labor market. Um, it sure would, would, would uh, relieve a lot of situations where the parent would have to leave work. Leave know. work early, come in late, miss work entirely. Um, it, it's hard on employers, you know, and it's hard for employers to to lose staff. One thing that we haven't touched on, you talked a little bit about the GDP growth. One of the things that we haven't touched on um, that hasn't been a lot of research on it was the great um, amount of women that left the workforce during and right after COVID. Um, as we were processing that, not all of those women have re-entered the workforce. Um, there's a great deal of them yet to re-enter. So. And they're probably they're waiting on child care that's not there. And Well, what are some of the agencies that you guys are working with to provide this? So we'll continue to work with um, Early Childhood Iowa. On my board, we'll continue to work with this project. It's one of the projects that we're committed to seeing through. Um, and then we will also begin to pull in other partners um, that will be able to support them, including child care resource and referral, um, including the child care nurse consultant. Um, we'll tap into other resources as we need them. They are working already with First Children's Finance. Um, and then we'll just begin to pull in the other partners that they would need as they move along. Well, I would imagine uh, the big step would be finding a location for this. Where are we at on finding a location? We are in the process right now of considering coming and approaching our, our local community because we have some ground available with the city, and we would like to talk to them about partnering with us to create the ideal location for the child care to be developed on. Okay, that's why we, we, we get the, the facility, the dream facility that we're looking for with all the space that we want. Uh, how many children are, do you think that, that we can uh, provide daycare for? I think that's probably going to pan out a little bit more as we look at three things. One, what is the data that we have in the market survey as that becomes concrete data? That's still kind of fluid at this process. That, that process will finish up probably here in the next four to six weeks. We'll have some solid data numbers there. So that'll drive part of the process. Part of the process will be driven by what is financially feasible for sustainability. And part of it will be driven by um, the number of kids that we can accommodate in those classrooms and what kind of public-private partnerships can be set up to fund the construction and furnishing of the center. Well, if, if we do have the facility and we do have the, the, the parents with the children that, that need the thing, you're going to need uh, a good quality uh, daycare provider. Now, what, is, what are you looking for in that, and is that person available? I think they're looking at providing like a very sound financial package to be able to attract someone that meets the requirements to be a child care center director. They'll have to also recruit additional staff, but that child care center director will be that first pivotal person to help get the center up and running um, and transition into hiring those other staff. And there are several models that are available to them to help fund that kind of a position, but they actually may, um, may impact in a positive way the child care system in Keokuk County as a whole. Well, uh, let me ask you this. What is the 
the staff to child ratio that the law wants to see? Well, that depends on age. So that depends on the age of the child. So when you start out with the very littles, so any child that's between the age of birth and two years old, only four children can be cared for by one staff person. You move into the two-year-olds, and, and state law just changed on July 1st. So they're allowing, they're allowing one person to care for seven two-year-olds. Um, whether or not that's really best practice is probably to be determined by the local board. And then you move up into your threes is a ratio of one to eight. Your fours is a ratio of one to 12. And then your school-age kids is a ratio of one to 15. Well, it sounds like you could be providing a few jobs. What, what do you think the staff would top out at? It will never top out because we plan to continue expansion. I mean, I have high hopes for Richmond. Do you do you think five would be a, a, a good starting number? I don't want to guess right now until they either put together a plan for their initial plans for their classroom. And they're, they're kind of in that infancy stage with the architect, but just really not far enough down the road to know. Well, a lot of the moms uh, that are staying home would probably be very interested in the job locally. You know, Absolutely. and any, any way we could create... Some jobs here would be, and what kind of jobs do you think these would be? Well, they'd be childcare worker jobs, so they'd be working, providing direct care to those children and direct educational services to those children. Would they be full-time jobs? Would they be part-time jobs? Yeah, would there be benefits be or both. anything like that with those? Yeah. So they'd be, be both full and part-time. It'd be a mixture, and you'd probably have to have some administration. or. Yeah, or we have to have a center director. That's a that's a state requirement. Well, this does seem like quite a big, big operation. Uh, could you give me some kind of an idea what do you think the budget to run this facility would be? I and I'm not talking about the brick and mortar costs or the, the maintenance costs. I'm just talking about... Uh, I don't think they know that yet because they're still flushing those pieces out. I mean, depending on the number of classrooms, how the classrooms are configured, um, what the need is for children, and how they choose to ramp up as far as expansion, I don't, I don't think they know, like, top out what the range of the budget is right now. Um, that's something yet still to come that I think we could probably provide you some information in the future. Do you have a target idea on how much money you'd like to have to start the project? I'm not turning down anything. <laughs> I understand that. Uh, <laughs> well, Carrie, you, you seem to be really passionate about this. And uh, what, what about some of these other, other, how many members of the committee are there and do they match your level of commitment? There's about eight of us, and yes, we're all passionate. We have everything from business owners to previous educators and teachers, and we have an engineer on, on, our, on our board. Um, I'm a former finance banker. Uh, we just have a good quality across-the-board sector of all um, profiles of, of social economic background. Well, well, let me ask you this, Carrie. Uh, you seem almost like maybe like, one of the most youngest grandmas possible in that type of age. Oh, bless uh, your heart. What, what would, uh, what was there, was there daycare available for you when, when you were younger and raising kids? Back in the day, yeah, it was my, it was my in-laws because we lived on the farm and they literally lived across the street from us. And um, at that, you know, at that time, I could not have afforded to work had it not been for my in-laws because they uh, took the kids in and Lori Ann's, uh, raise the kids until they went to preschool. Well, that, so that, that, really is, uh, that is great. And, uh, you know, there was a lot more family units back then. Correct. You know, there's a lot, so lot, lot less, uh, lot less uh, you know, I, I don't know how anybody, I, I've never tried to raise kids uh, 
by myself or, you know, I mean, it was, it seemed like with uh, mom and dad both engaged in the house, it was, uh, it was, I was barely able to keep up with all the help I could get from me and my wife. I don't know how anyone does it by themselves, but this would, uh, actually, I kind of think, I mean, I don't, this might be off a topic a little bit, but I actually think it might help save some relationships, you that, know. That's our hope. We want the community to thrive and grow, and I know there's got to be some stresses out there with, with trying to pick up children from all points east and west from here right now. Yeah. Well, it's been a, a tremendous talking to you, and I wish you well. What is the, is there any time frame, do you think? I mean, are we 50% there, or, or are we a year out, are we two years out before we actually see some kids uh, uh, in these classrooms? If my prayers work, I would love to see our building have a grand opening in September of 2024. That is my hope, but it's going to depend on everybody. The architects, uh, the planning, the people, the committees, that was just my goal when we started this project. And then the funds have to be available. Absolutely. The funding, the construction. Well, if somebody is listening to me, and I know a lot of people around here listen to me, uh, and they wanted to get involved in helping you. How could they get involved in helping either financially or volunteering or, or helping join the committee? Yes, yes, and yes. We'll take any help we can get in any direction. Well, who would they, how, how would they talk to? Is there a website? Is there a phone number? We are, we are not. Is there a social um, media page or something? That's We're not there yet. We have a post office box here in Richland. You can send your checks to P.O. Box 35, and uh, we'll, get, we'll get them in the bank and, and uh, begin the establishment of of the finances. If you want to be on the committee, you can certainly call me. I'm Carrie Hadley, and uh, you can reach me out on social media, on Facebook, and uh, private message me, and I'll reach out to you. Okay, well, that's great. Uh, sounds like it's going to be uh, going to be. There's some years of work to do here before we can make this happen. And I appreciate your time that you're putting into it because it's going to be a lot of hard work, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fundraising and. It's never easy to work with a government agency. There's just, no, it's, uh, you know, uh, Mike Huckabee liked to say the, the most scariest thing in the world is to hear, I'm the government and I'm here to help. Exactly. You know, so we're, uh, I know that you'll have a lot of tough times going through it, but it sounds like you have a good plan. Is there anything that we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to talk about? No, you did a great job. Thank well, we you. appreciate your time and, and thanks for being with us and we really appreciate uh, what you're doing here. And if someone else, let's just say somebody lives in Sigourney and wants this done, is there, is are you you're in Keokuk County? So there's a director, probably a director in every every county that does this. I cover Iowa, Jefferson, and Keokuk counties, and um, <clears throat> I do have colleagues that serve the other surrounding counties around here. And actually, we are um, going to be utilizing that market study data in all the county, all the communities that are interested in working on childcare in Keokuk County. Um, so we'll probably be starting some work up in the Sigourney area once we get those firm market study data numbers. Yeah, I'm sure there's there's a need all across the state. I mean, this is one of the, the Governor Kim Reynolds always talks about the, the child care and how she's really passionate about trying to provide some child care. And you ladies are, are doing it. Tammy, tell, if, you know, let's just say somebody's in Ollie, and a lot of listeners in Ollie, if, if they wanted some child care, how could they contact? Maybe um, get the ball rolling yeah, for their they community. Yeah, they can just go ahead and reach out to me. Um, probably the easiest way um, to reach out to me, again, would be we have a Facebook page, Iowa Jefferson Keokuk Early Childhood Iowa. 
um, and they could just send me a message through there is probably the simplest way to get a hold of me. Um, but yeah, we're, we're open to all kinds of folks. And I know the Sigourney Area um, Development Corporation is heavily one of our partners with our market study in Kika County. And so I know they're looking to, to, to promote whatever communities um, are looking at in Kika County also. Well, Richland is rich in children. There's lots of kids in this town. I mean, and, and that's one of the things I really like about the town. There's so many kids in here, and they're active, and they're smart, and, they, and they're go-getters. And uh, it'll be, this will be a, a really great thing if we can pull it off. I appreciate all your time. Uh, thanks for being with us today. Thank you, Dave. Thank you.